All right, welcome back, guys, to One Take, the official podcast of the One New Zealand Warriors. I've got my man with me, as always, Ben Surly of Surly Talk Sports. You might have seen him uh, carrying on a treat in the TAB lounge yesterday. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. hard not to. Eh, you got the, the sky, back of that. got the Sky Sport cameo too. Yeah, didn't expect that on the spot. <laughs> just throwing out Warriors thirteen plus tips. Always was that, great was stuff. that a Courtney that came up and got you? Yeah, just grabbed yeah. me. But yeah, she's ruthless like that. Great cool. times. Yeah, I love it. Uh, but look, we are very excited for this one because. Um, I've been sort of teasing at him that he, I wanted to get him on for a while. He's used to being the host um, of Once a Warrior, which is probably where you've seen him. But uh, before that, he played all right as well. Uh, the great <laughs> yeah. Warriors legend himself, Monty Beatham. Monster, thanks for coming in, brother. Uh, great to be here, mate. And um, Ben, I did notice your cameo in Sky oh. last night. Um, I think it won't be too long before you're in my position doing bits and pieces. You love that. You look you look at home, brother. You look at home. Team up together. I won't take your role, but I could be your understudy. Maybe we'll talk. Listen, I've only just got him on the potty, so if you could not not tamper right now. But Mons, it's Monday morning, mate. Um, There's nothing better than sitting around on Monday morning after a win. Talk to me, mate. How was that game for you yesterday? Um, and then we'll kind of get to the season on the whole, but yesterday's performance, mate, how, how good, good? How good, how good, especially off the back of last week's performance mm. in the Cowboys. You know, mm. there's no harder road trip to make than over there in Townsville, and to know that the boys had delayed flights, they had five or six guys that had a, a, a type of a bug that really was hard for them to play in. You know, it's hard enough to play in this day and age without any bugs or mm. not going in 100%, uh, and then the conditions and everything else, and a number of players not playing. Uh, so that win was huge. Then they came back home and they backed it up with a, a big win at home and it was important because there is no place like home but Webby has made a, a huge um, note of it during the week that um, just because you play at Mount Smart doesn't mean you're going to win mm. and you've got to get that out of your mentality and I was thinking about all the years I've been involved with the club uh, from afar or even with inside the inner sanctum, never really heard a coach say that, I've heard, yeah, them, I've, heard, I've heard them say that you know there's no place like home. Home is a great place, it's going to do wonderful things for you but to say that it is not enough, um, I I never even heard anyone mention that. So it was great to hear that and um, and great to see everything that they've been doing because I love what Webby's been doing and all the coaching stuff as well. Oh, what have you done there, mate? There you go. Leave it there. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, and Sills, uh, your reaction to the game as well, bro? Obviously, you were up there in your element, um, mm. wheeling and dealing in the corporate box like mm. you do, but on the field, what did you make of the boys? Oh, I thought it was unreal. Like Monty mentioned, the boys were kind of up against it. Mm. Scored uh, The Bulldogs scored early, but... We just had that composure about us the whole time. You kind of knew that we were going to come back and get the win, which is a really nice feeling as a fan. And just the effort from the boys was unreal. Monty, I wanted to ask you, that goal line defense this year, it's been a real strength of ours, and you're around the boys quite often. Is that like a change in systems, a change in mentality, or a bit of both? I think it's a, it's a lot of that and, and other things, right? It's mm. a lot of belief that's involved, but that's because of the systems that are in place, uh, which is great. Um, but also going back to John Varkey and also Kaikata France, mm. what they've been doing in the wrestling is a big part of the Penrith um, game and what they do. Uh, it's not just about understanding leverage and knowing what you do uh, in certain situations, um, but that does really help. And I remember watching the boys when they were doing the wrestling with uh, Kaikata and John, and I thought, man, they look... Like, they don't know what they are doing. Um, these are big, strong men that were muscling mm. uh, their way through situations. They weren't finessing it. They weren't understanding technique. And I tell you what, in terms of how hard it is as well, because, you know, being on the line, back-to-back sets, yeah. mm. it's, it's very hard. So doing wrestling for an hour with John Vaki, with Kaikata France, and putting being put under the pump, there's that type of endurance that you learn, as well as the systems, as well as understanding leverage that we're seeing out there on the field. Uh, you know, I, I watch that and I watch um, the process and how the boys take players to the ground now. And it's not three in the tackle and fighting against each other. 
it's very much um, using each other's and understanding mm. the, the the correct way to bring them down, you know, and then when they're down to get heavy, they've got to put all the weight on them and everything else. So there's a lot involved. But, you know, that's one thing to understand a process, but it's another thing to go through the process, win some games, win some moments, and then go, you know what, that felt good. And because mm. it felt good, uh, you go, we've got to do that again. Yeah. And, and, and that's what you do when you get these wins, whether it be little periods of the game or wins overseas, you come back on the road trip home on that plane and you just smile and you get happy and you, and you talk about these moments, you reflect on it and you go, what, you know what? That's, that's what this is meant to be about. That's mad. Mon, so before we go off that, cause I, I found that really interesting when you talk about, we've had Kai Cutter on the, the podcast before and he spoke about coming in and, you know, you expect, um, Bunty, Adam, Jacko Ford, these big boys to be the kind of standouts. And when, when Benny asked him, oh, who's really impressed you? He goes, oh, off the top of my head, Tamaiti, just with his yeah. technique and his mm. commitment to that. And then going back to, I mean, you're the footy guy here, Mons, but like on the field, I can't remember a tackle where Tamaiti's been dominated. Do you know what I mean? This year. So, well, and and you, play, Sean, right? you, like, you played with some yeah. decent, you know, Tommy Lulawai was one of the great shot makers yes. in terms yes. of halves. So the club's not... Not you know we are used to having guys in the halves who can who can spot yeah. a bloke, but Tamati's been impressed. But you know Tommy Littlewhy, he he's built differently to Tamati. He's Tumati. built like the sofa, mate. I he's have like, said <laughs> out on air on Sky Sports saying that he's a pretty boy, yeah, because uh, he is. He's, yeah. he's a very good looking young man. Yeah. Uh, but his shoulders, I've checked it out a couple of weeks as well, and I'm saying just just testing him because you know what his tackle tick and his shoulder to him, like, really, it's, it's perfect, mate. Yeah. The way he goes in with, I don't even know what he weighs. He'll be oh. it may, maybe eighties, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. ninety. They probably wouldn't even be it's 90. Cheers. If it says it's 90 on the website, that's cheers. No, no, no. But, but, but he flies in, mate. He yeah. flies in. He puts mm. some shots on. Uh, and even on the weekend, you know, Sean Johnson, what he did, Kikau mm. made a beeline for him so many times throughout that match. And one-on-one I wanted to ask you that each months. time. Yeah, because Webby, Webby spoke about in the press conference, um, so I don't know if you caught it, but he said he wasn't even asked the question. The question was asked around, um, I think, the defense in general. And he said, oh, can I just say how proud I am of Sean specifically? Yeah. And Mons is a guy who's watched Sean, I mean, We've all watched Sean since his career, but you've obviously been a lot closer than everyone else. To see a performance like that, when we know what Sean can do with the ball, and he obviously mm. sealed the game and showed us, but defensively against, let's call him the competition's best back row, because kick is, yeah. is you know, right up there. What was that like for you to see? And for fans trying to understand this version of Shawnee, uh, what was that like yesterday for you, bro? I just want to go back to the week before. Sean, Sean was huge in that win last week. Yeah, he was. You know, that's probably one of his best games, um, his, his, his kicking game, his, the way he bosses his team around, and, and just everything. Even last week, you saw some of that resolve in defence from Shawnee. But yesterday when Kikau, and I saw Kikau, um, Viliami, before the game, and I, I haven't been up close and personal with him <laughs> He's a monster before. Boy. I was like, what? Yeah. I was like, what? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Wow. And the legs on him, eh? <laughs> he, he is just one big human being. And, and Shawnee just... You know, he just came out of the line and he just did what he needed to do each time. It's not just taking the big man down, which is one thing. It's stopping him from actually um, getting that second phase and, and doing that. And there's a lot of things happening throughout the game. Yesterday was a masterclass from Shawnee. Mm. Um, he bossed that team around the park. He kicked well. Uh, there was moments um, when, you know, he was even came up with that clutch game, uh, clutch um, play in the end to, to win <laughs> oh, that. that. And it looks so like yeah. it really was. Uh, that's Sean Johnson at his best. That's why we brought him to this club. And that's what we want to see the last two weeks have been outstanding. And he's been getting to tackled each week and if you're getting tackled each week it means you're asking question of the opposition mm. um, Shawnee I, I love I love this version of Shawnee better mm. than the version of him in his younger days when he was uh, you know uh, X Factor and, and brilliant because there, there was times he would go missing mm. he didn't go missing for the for the 480 minutes uh, on the weekend and also the week before 
Two other players that I thought made a real difference yesterday was Jazz and Dylan off the bench, the old mm. Bull Bash brothers, <laughs> bringing the fizz there. Yeah, yeah, like, you're, you're setting trends right yeah, here. Yeah, absolutely, man. Like, how important is that? Like Sorry, The boys are you. starting to get tired, then you get that injection of some fresh fizz off the bench. You can see the momentum just change instantly. Yeah, look, I know what it's like to be tired in the middle of the field, and then mm. you get leg speed that comes on. Not only is it leg speed, you've you got people that come on with um, such passing ability, mm. and especially when they come on together, they're a dynamic duo, man, bored. I know, but in terms of what they do, um, you know, because it's a different change-up. You see Bunty coming from the f- uh, the back fence, running hard and straight. Mm. Sometimes that's easier to tackle than the hidden spin from Jazz Devanga, the late footwork with the with the offload. Mm. Uh, so straight away you're thinking, okay, is there's different looks that I'm seeing coming towards me, different tempos of runners, different body shapes. It gets a little bit harder to, to, to defensively be up against, but those two, the energy they've been bringing, and Dylan walks, just what he's been doing in and around this place. Sometimes he has conversations and what he says uh, is just out of this world. His IP in terms of what he knows about the game mm. is just absolutely unreal. His energy, uh, and, and you see that on the field when he comes on. Um, He's just, a bit of a character too, that oh, helps. <laughs> isn't he? And, and that's what you want around the place. Yeah. Hey, Jack's like, not yeah. only is he good, but like he just he has the one-liners, he is, he is funny. He's he the keeps on man. asking to come on the podcast. I'm like, oh, we're going to no. have to come up with someone to come on with him because <laughs> yeah. if we get him on by himself, it would be a three-hour show. Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely, man. But but that's that's the guy. He came over here to to help his kids uh, understand their culture that's of the cool, Maori side and everything else, mm. but he hasn't stopped giving. Mm. He hasn't stopped giving to this club, and that's what you want from him, Mark. Key signings, man. Yeah. We will get to more footy stuff because I know we've got a bunch of fan questions, Monster. People oh, no. uh, ask you a moment. But um, <laughs> oh, I want no. you to sort of get into your story a little bit, Monster. Just kind of personally, bro, we like to do a bit of a check in here when we get people on and um, kind of ask how you are. And I know it's a vague question, but how are you at the moment, bro? How is uh, Monty Beetham the person beyond just yeah. Monty Beetham the footy, the uh, footy head? You know, like I've been through a few hard times just losing my mother um, not so long ago. And um, she got diagnosed with uh, cancer, it was terminal, and it was about four or five weeks gone. But being around a place like this just balances that out because, mm. you know, I came to this club when I was 15 years of age on a scholarship was over there where Auckland Rugby League is when that was getting built. Oh, you're you right. know? <laughs> wow. And I was here my last year when this got built and we are playing it here. Absolutely, mate. <laughs> and, uh, and unlike, <laughs> Sorry, thanks, unlike the board brothers, yeah. I, I don't have a choice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but, you know, like uh, I'm really good because I feel like I'm at the place where I'm meant to be. I grew up here. I understand this place. I know what it's like to be full circle. I know the good times. Mm. I know the bad Bad times, and I, I really do understand uh, the players and what's going through their minds. So it just feels good to be here, man. So, um, you know, um, the old bald fella is um, pretty happy with life. Um, you know, with as you do, you get the good, the bad, um, but you got to look, uh, stand back sometimes and look at the overall picture. And, you know, I've got a, a saying of mine, you got to fill that cup, and mm. you know, it feels pretty full at the moment. I do admire that about you, Mons. Mm. Like, you know, with regardless of what, what, what is going on in your personal life, and obviously we all go through struggles, but you are one of the guys that every time you come in here, you're smiling, mm. you say yeah. good morning, and I know it probably is just how you were raised and, and the yeah. person you are, but it does go a long way, brother. What is your, for those who might not know, bro, your role at this club? Because um, I know you spoke to the boys before the game on the weekend as well, yeah. which I would be, I know, trade secrets we don't want to give away, but I am keen to give hear what you were firing them off about. But um, what's your role at the club here, Mons, for people who might not know? I, I guess with, uh, the last year when they're going through COVID, there was three of us that got be was asked to be ambassadors and mm. it was a loose sort of role because they weren't quite sure what was going to happen and we were on the other side of the ditch when the boys were in Australia and, and we were asked to be ambassadors, myself, Kevin Campion and Owen Goodenbill. 
I jumped at the chance. It, it was great. I saw Campo here on the weekend. Yeah, yeah. 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 That was good to see. Just having a few beers, the legend. Day, yeah, he was. Uh, yeah, but, and the um, old medium polo, too. Yeah. Oh, Someone mate. did him dirty with How that. How good is he looking, mate? 50. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's looking, he, he looks good today, I reckon. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, he, he would. But, you know, to, to be in that sort of situation, to come to the club and sort of – you know, reignited that flame again and burned a bit brighter. Then I was speaking to Cam and I got a, a, a role down here, twenty hours a week. So mm. it's 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 a really privileged role because I'm not pegged into one situation. Mm. One, I'm doing a little bit with the corporate team, with a bit of sponsorship, everything else, a bit of wealth, welfare, helping Jerry Susu, uh, a little bit of mentoring, not mentoring in terms of telling them what to be like or how to be, but more more in listening to them and understanding the full yeah, picture. Yeah, I've seen a few boys come to you, sort of. Um just just like like that, come up to you in the office and just sort of have a chat. And I suppose it is a bit of a broad brush role, but is that something that you – because to, to me, bro, like, you know, knowing you how I do, that seems like something that you excel at because mm. all I want to do is chew your ear off and listen to your advice. So um, <laughs> yeah. well, how does that sort of side of it fit with you, mate? Because I know this group, they do obviously respect Monty Beetham, the footballer, but they also really respect you as Monty Beetham, the man, which probably goes a long way. Yeah, being, being an old guy, you've, you've been full circle, like I said, from a 15-year-old on the scholarship to to being a captain through the good times to, to, to being a captain through the bad times to mm. being a guy that the, the crowd weren't so happy with. <laughs> uh, at times, but then also times where the crowd were. But throughout that whole um, system and through that those years, it was it was just the the peers that have uh, that you've loved and enjoyed, and you always want to really really help them. So um, you know it's a good role. Um, but you know the part of that with uh, Cameron George is like, hey, come here, um, try try your hand in little areas, and you may find an area that you want to go down and go deep in. Right. Uh, and, and or you may not, or I may not be good enough, and he might go. You know what? Thanks for your time. Uh, you're done, son. Thanks yeah. a lot. Yeah. Um, and what about this? I, people love when we get ex players on. Mm. They want to talk about the old school, and so do I, because this is what I've been itching about. This current group is very special, and we are very excited about it. Are there any parallels, mate? Because you played in a very tough era, and um, I know you don't want to be one of those old boys that sits oh. there going, "My my day was tougher than yours." <laughs> not that but you guy, did, no. bro. You did play in a very yeah. tough era. Um, what sort of parallels from those those great warrior sides that you were a part of that you are potentially seeing at the moment? Is it characteristics? Is it a vibe? Um, is there anything mm. about this current group mm. where you go, oh yeah, I've I've, fe- I've seen this here before. I've felt this here before. I I know the the coach has given me some some vibes of mm. Daniel Anderson, yeah. um, if not better. Yeah. Um, in terms of the way he is really open with his time, um, the way he delivers messaging clearly. Uh, in, in a way, like I always tell a few people out there now, like he's like that favorite uncle of yours. Yeah. Uh, you don't listen to what dad says, but if your uncle talks to you or <laughs> if he challenges you, yeah. you get up because you don't want to <laughs> let him down, right? Yeah. So that that's like Webby. Webby will challenge these players in a way that makes them feel like they've still got the confidence they haven't been spoken down to and they want to go and do it for their favorite uncle. Yeah. Uh, but it's not just Webby. It's just the insight from uh, the other coaching staff in and around him. Like Webby comes in and he goes, oh, Stacey just brought this to me. Uh, or I'm talking to him and he goes, oh, Richard just brought this to me. Mm. The fact that he is so open to take information from those in and around him is absolutely huge. And I'll, and I'll give you a little bit of secret now, and I don't know if Mad Butcher mm. will be too happy about <laughs> that, but we're in the change room yesterday. He saw Webby talking to Mark Mahi Man and going around talking to everyone where he could, when he could have been just talking to his boys. Mm. And he goes, I, you know what, Monts, I think he could be the best coach I've ever seen. Oh, that's from the butch too. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. and, and that's not the football side of it. No, that's the but, man. But, but in terms of the man, who he is, how giving he is of his time and everything else. So um, I like that. But even the team itself, you know, when I go back to 2001, when we had a lot of uh, players who were sort of unknown um, and, and some of the old journeymen who were coming back um, and playing, so they, they reinvented themselves 
they got that light or extra spark given from the young boys that are coming through, and we've got that here at the club. Yeah, you know, I know that's something you wanted to ask Mons about the young players, eh? Yeah, or just, you know, there's so much young talent, oh. and it's so good to have the SG ball and the New South Wales Cup boys back, like all three games on Mount Smart on the weekend. How special was that for you as a club legend, you know, a Warriors oh. legend, seeing we haven't had three teams on the park on the same day in a very long time. Awesome, mate. It was a beautiful day. But just to see how these guys are playing and mm. to see how much they love uh, seeing the SG ball play um, or the, the top side and we've been there watching um, yeah. the cup team run mm. and everyone really wanting them to do well. And I just, you know, saw Lekka Halasima, I think it is, mm. who, who came up from SG ball. Yeah. And uh, he he deemed me not so long ago asking if I could repost something a while ago. And I was going, who is this kid? And, <laughs> and actually, young man, this is not how it works. But yeah. you should be doing this, 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 and this and that. Mm. And he listened to me back then when we hadn't had, had that conversation. But then I started following him and seeing what he was doing on the field. And wow, this kid. It's a joke that he can play SG ball. <laughs> this this like, kid can yeah. play, man. Yeah, he can and play. And not man. only can he play, but he can play with um, – a brutality, a mm. force, a big engine too. A like, big engine, yeah. like he he's got it all, mate. He did not look out of home when he played Cup Final last no. week. And I was talking to Blurry um, in between um, games. He goes, "Mate, I've lost him. Let's <laughs> <laughs> go to the Cup." Yeah. Well, well, there's a few boys in that Cup side that could play yeah. history ball as well, which I guess is just a credit. Because Jakey Laban, what, how old is Jakey? Could so Jakey is missing at the moment. Um, yeah. I, I think Jakey's a, a little bit older. He's right. a little so bit older, but player. but Demetric can play history ball. Yeah. And Zion, he's under 19. Yeah. And Zion, I think, is just on the edge, but. Jake Jacob Laban, uh, like that kid's got to be special. Yeah, yeah I really there's a lot of people, Mons, like a lot of people, and if you are just a Warriors fan listening to this podcast and you might not know much about Jacob Laban yet, mm. he's he's a guy that you you hear the name a lot around the club of just obviously a very sweet, humble boy, Yeah, but – they're the, they're the scariest ones, mate. Yeah, yeah. They're the ones that are sweet and humble until you, uh, they lay the smacks down. Yeah. Like the uh, but the but that's shot, what yeah. I like about these young boys coming through. They've got a bit of size, but they've mm. got a bit of mongrel about them. Mm. Like they they know that, yeah, although they're, they're, they're good young boys, the, op, the idea is when he runs, I've got to hurt him mm. legally. And I want to hurt him because it's it's part of uh, what's going to be better for my team. And yeah. um, Dimitri, all these all these young boys coming through, Ali Leotawa, mm. uh, I seen him put some some big shots on, but he's just got to realise that it's not always about the big shot; it's about being clinical and being more consistent. But so he's posted up with his uh, Prada shades on as well. Yeah, because I mean, oh, <laughs> yeah, he's a, he looks like he looks like he's supposed to be. Because I mean, you know, Frank Paul, Nyusala, um, Sunny Fai, um, mm. Manu. Manu Vatavai, they all came to the club at similar ages, you mm-hmm. know, you know, even actually a lot younger, and I remember them. And so those guys coming through gives me the vibes of those guys back then. Oh, mad. I love that. Speaking to Robbo as well, last week he was talking about how we're bringing in some more younger teams. We're going to have five next year in the competition. Like, that must be exciting as well, the amount of talent we're going to be able to retain. I just love that Robbo was here, mm. and he gives a damn – and I love him on the potty last week. Yeah, I watched the I watched the potty boys. And it's, it's for New Zealand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, it is for New Zealand. He yeah. he legitimately is about New Zealand and wanting to give that to them. You know, mm. like and I absolutely love that because, man, you got to have some deep pockets to do what he's doing mm. and to bring another two teams on. You know, and yeah. like where are you going to put the teams? It, it it doesn't matter. The main thing is he knows what how this club is going to be successful. Mm. Uh, you know, 2011, we had three teams in the in the grand final on grand final day. That was special. You know, like that. This is this is how you get it. This is how you mm-hmm. keep the absolute best talent here, mate. Uh, I love and that. and I, I love it too, boys. Before we get to the fan questions, Mons, um, I did just want to ask you your 
your show, uh, Once Warrior, that you are doing on Sky yeah. at the moment. Speaking of you watching our content, mate, we don't miss Once yeah. a Warrior. Um, the States episode, if you haven't, go catch it because it is fucking unreal. And it's, <laughs> yeah. uh, it's one yeah. of those times where, you know, Stace could sit here with us and I'm sure he'd be great talent. But when he sits yeah. with his mate, you get, yeah, yeah. actually, you get Stace. But talk to us a little bit about that show and um, you look like you're enjoying doing it, bro. Oh, I love it, mate. I, I took this concept to Sky a couple of years ago and said, hey, let's, I, I think this will be pretty good. Um, without really understanding how many people out there love the Warriors. Oh, yeah. and, you Especially know, and, nostalgic Warriors. But yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but also because I thought, you know, the, the Warriors weren't playing at their best because how could you when you're overseas and yeah. you're, you're not living at home, you're not happy with yourself, so you can't be your best on the field. So I thought, you know what? Let's think about the brand. Let's think about the Warriors, and this gives some people some times to good times to remember. Mm. So I bought that idea, and we had thirty on the first year, and I think we'll do thirty episodes again this year. And I've Sick. been out there, sort of getting them, finding who's who's keen, who's available, um, who can use the tech, and who can't. Yeah. And, and then we get <laughs> I was them on board. Setting up the Zoom with some of the old boys. Uh, oh, that's going to be half the battle. Hydro Casino. I will get you Hydro. hydro. <laughs> but he's like, oh, what does that work? Yeah. Uh, even even Richard Villasanti, the gorilla. So oh, there's there's, there's some cool names, you know. Yeah. But there's a few that I've been trying to get a hold of like Gene Namu oh, awesome. uh, Stacey mentioned him the other day as being his half that he wished he stayed on in the club for a very longer period of time that was kind of surpri- I don't know why it was surprising maybe I'm just a, of a different generation but when, when Stace was giving you his team and he threw Gene Namu out there I was like mm. it's kind of a name that you I don't know you just sort of forget um, maybe it was yeah maybe his tenure wasn't as long here but yeah. special oh he was yeah. he was a great player mate he had, a, he had an engine on him as well he had that, that side shuffle side step mm. um, he was silky smooth uh, I think it was surfing that gave him that engine that, that went really well but you know as a half you have your, your chemistry with your players and that, that you enjoy and uh, Gene Namu and he was always a good bloke to be around I've rung him many times I've texted him <laughs> but Gene Namu's still not getting back to me Gene Namu pick up the phone oh, mate yeah. some, some of these guys the hey, yeah, they're, <laughs> they're, they're so humble or yeah. they're about what they did, they don't, they don't even want to talk about it. Yeah. So I'm a mannering. I was like, come, come, oh, mate, I, I don't really want it, mate, but <laughs> it's for you, mate. It's, no, it's, it's not for me. It's yeah. for your fans. Yeah. You are a legend. 301 games. You've yeah. done so much for the club. Because uh, I, I feel so like. Simon's one of those guys, he kind of like, he did his thing and then he's just gone off into the sunset, and, well, which is awesome. Yeah. When, when I spoke to him when he came on Sky TV, that was the yeah. first time in four years since he retired that wow. he sort of surfaced. He's so humble. Eh? Oh, he's the most humble. The <laughs> yeah. two of the. You know, the big two go to Simon and, and Stacey. For me, it's still Stacey, but Simon close second. Yeah. They are as most humble as you mm. get. They don't even want any spotlight. Yeah. You know? neither, does, neither does Big Ali. No, oh, no, he's, he's a sad <laughs> Trucks. Oh, shucks. I'll watch him have a play, though. Yeah, yeah, special. Fan questions, Benny, you get it, mate. Yeah, there's there was 10 of them that we picked out. The first one's from D. Solomona, and he says, the most skillful player you ever played with. Well, he was one of them. I think that's uh, Dave Solomona. <laughs> yeah. about yeah. um, you know, and it's a real travesty that he didn't play first grade here. Yeah. I said that many times. He was an absolute freak. In the under 19s, it was him and uh, Ali Lawatiti. You know, we made the, the, the Mal Maninka Cup final. We'd go over there on a Saturday morning, we'll play and we'll fly home, we'll be in the Loader Hog that night. Oh. Um, but <laughs> what a time, you yeah. know, and we'd go over there and we win. Um, but we lost the Penrith team as well. But Dave Salomone was an absolute freak. Ali, I mean, we mm. saw the footage of him. He was just so gifted. Every you know? time when that got reposted, Mons, like, Everyone knows how special Ali was, and he's one that I think even an Aussie got the shine that he yeah. deserved. But you still see those highlights, and you go, "How the fuck was a guy that big moving like oh, that?" Absolutely, how big he was, you know, to big and step, and 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 just like 
like I said on the show once a while, but we're out here and it was 1998 with Frank Endicott and there was a tackle drill situation. We had a shield and it was one-on-one uh, -on -one and, and you had to beat them. And, mm. and Mooks, which was Stephen Kearney, was telling Ali, do your best, go go hard. Yeah. And everyone was on him. And, you know, because, you know, Ali got given a lot of shit because he was not the best uh, trainer in terms of fitness-wise. Yeah. So he took his time to shine. Um, he, and Skill drills. <laughs> Mooks did not even lay a finger on him. Oh, <laughs> that would have – He would have started red. The top of his exactly that yeah. he was like he was at the top of his voice swearing and getting angry go again go again I felt uncomfortable and Ali's just going bang Ali was like, bang bang each time and yeah. I counted five or six times just just absolutely stepped absolute freak that's awesome bro. he's one of those guys with like a timeless game eh like if you chucked him in today's game as oh, well he'd still, still be an yeah. absolute yeah. superstar he'd be too tired but <laughs> if he wasn't tired watch out yeah those like, six games would have killed the big five. Oh, yeah no no tough. Yeah. Malachi Vano asks, one opposition player you used to try avoid getting tackled by? A monster to avoid anyone. Oh, uh, yeah. Look, no fear, eh? um, I don't know. I, I think one guy was Gordon Tellis. He was the man, eh? Yeah. Like, I love Gordy, man. I remember in the early days, I sort of pushed him, pushed him around a little bit. He was a freak. He could do it all. Like, if your life depended on it and you wanted a forward who could lead, who could hit, who could score tries, who could um, – just do anything that you needed to to win a game would be called Intellis Man, ultimate competitor as well. That's awesome. Scary guy. Yeah. Scary guy. <laughs> Next one's from username Formula One fan, but he's clearly a Warriors fan as well. <laughs> so favorite player to watch in the competition at the moment. I know you watch a lot of footy. Anyone yeah. give, us a, give us a non Warriors player, Mike. Yeah. Non Warriors player. Yeah, who do you like watching at the moment? Oh, you still always love watching the cheese. Um, although yeah. he hasn't been at his absolute best this year, he's been for, his best on the mic. Yeah, the oh, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> maybe maybe he's, he's moving into media um, yeah. first, and he's just, he's just been throwing them out, throwing that, yeah. throwing the shade on uh, Joseph Swilly. Yeah, and, that was unreal. Yeah, it was good. But the Wallabies yeah. copying strays. Yeah. No, but look, there's some there's some 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 good players that I enjoy watching. But he was definitely one. Victor mm. Radley's another one I like because just his uncompromising way. Mm. He's not a big man, but he just throws himself around, and yeah. he's. he's Really, your type of player. Oh, he's just, <laughs> just – but but now the players, and, and like you said, um, I'm not that guy that goes back in our day because today the way they play, the size, the speed, the skill set, uh, and even the pace of the game is just unreal. But that should be with everything, right? Like the, the game should always be getting better. Yeah, so should yeah. the players. I'm, I'm, I'm just glad know. I'm not playing, man. Yeah. <laughs> Nelson Osama Solomon, I gave him that and I just got – Yeah, that's <laughs> a big human. He yeah, is a, he's a big – he's, he's another guy I like watching play because mm. he is a guy that is a big lad and he knows he's a big lad and he wants to let you know that he's a big lad yeah. as well. I love that. No, 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 nothing worse than a guy that's out there and they're a big – be human. They but start doing the humble. They just, just, they don't realize they're big. Yeah. And, and they just, they're just probably playing the wrong game. Yeah. Next one's from Shannon. Current NRL players you'd like to see in a boxing fight? Oh, oh look. This is good. There's some, some good ones, eh? Um, Cheese fancies himself. Yeah, no, he goes good. Yeah. Uh, I took the Kiwis for a boxing session um, when he, I think, he had that, that debut against Australia and he mm. was just on fire. Cheese yeah. goes real good. I think he had some fights when he was younger and why, again, we, we've spoken about, you know, I could potentially train him one day if he was here, but it was never going to work out. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like, Tamalolo, I heard that he's going to have a go. Oh, is he? Jason Tamalolo, and he's looking at a boxing career. Is that through you know? the No Limit Boys? or? Uh, well, it must be there, just yeah. taking over, mate. Yeah, and I wanted to ask you that, Mons. I, I kind of didn't get to the boxing stuff, um, but I can jump in here with it. What do you make of kind of the boxing landscape? Because um, obviously you were a very successful football player, but you also had a pretty yeah, decent boxing yeah, career yeah, too. Yeah. 
the boxing landscape um, at the moment, led by those No Limit boys down here, how have you sort of found that in the last few years, bro? It must be exciting for you. Awesome, awesome, because it's another opportunity for our, our boys, for our athletes to, to have a go. And, geez, they, they've taken off, mate. Matt Rose and, and Georgie and that, what they're doing over there. And uh, they're just growing, mate, so much and, and doing wonderful things. You know, any time that our boys can get a chance to experience being under the lights, going through the ropes, mm. um, there's nothing better. You know, if I had my way, and if it could be in a controlled environment, I'd love to see every young warrior that comes through here have a boxing fight. Oh, that's awesome. Because you can't rely on your teammates. Yeah. You know that if I don't train today, is my opposition training. Or then you get the opportunity of going, I'm going to get up early and train because I know he'll be sleeping. It's all that type of stuff in and around the, the, the inner critics, the inner conversations you have and going, am I doing enough? And then just feeling like um, that it's all down to you. Because, you know, on any given Saturday or Sunday, you can go on the field and you may not be at your best, but you've got the teammates that can carry you through. But if everyone goes out there realising that it's with the mentality that this is not like a game, this is like a fight. Because a fight is just like if you ever get ready for a fight, it's like there's so much more involved in it. Yeah. You're like, It's oh, a lonely place. <laughs> it, it's a lonely place. It's a scary place. Everyone's watching. You feel like the lose, the losing is, is worse. Mm. Yeah. But it's also it's probably the closest thing to – I dare I say it like war, so you, yeah, you feel like it's it's yeah. like well I've I've got to do this. So I wish they would all experience that, so they have that mentality that each weekend when you play, mm. if you had it like a fight, you would not leave any stone unturned. I got two two more questions off the back of that before go we get to go. But um, number one is I think I think the what the footy boys, the no limit boys are doing with allowing the footballers to put a shine on boxing has brought to light. I'm now a Harry Garcite fan. I'm yes. now a Tim Zoo mm. fan. So Absolutely. beyond that, obviously, it's amazing for boxing in that sense. And then my second part of that question, Mons, is the YouTube era that we're living in, because you sat with us and watched the Jake Paul fight yeah, in yeah. the office. Um, where do you sit with all of that? Are you one of the purists who you don't like that sort of stuff? Do you think there's a place for it? Do you think there's too much of it? Where do you sit on that there's kind of – There's a place for it, man. Yeah, you There's like an it? absolute place for it. And, that, and you know, Jake Paul is just a businessman. Yeah. Um, he's done so well. You know, I think he, he picked up $30 million for that fight. You know, <sighs> Must and, be nice. And, 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 and he yeah. lost, but – like you know, like you said, what the No Limit boys are doing for boxing, uh, for the the purists of the sport, the guys that want to make it his career, they're putting bumps and seats. They're putting we tune spotlight in for Gal on and them. Then we go, fuck that guy, so it goes all right. A yeah. Absolutely, and and that's exactly what you want. Uh, and you know, it's a tough sport, but I, I like when I talk because you know I get all the fights ready for Fight for Life, and I talk to these fighters, and I and I ask them, and I ask the question to many people, and some people see the. Uh, you know, the bright side of it, the upside of it, some people don't, um, but they know they're going to challenge themselves. If you ever test yourself fully, um, it will empower you whether you win or lose uh, to face whatever adversity you face outside the ring. Under the lights is a different beast, man. Yeah. And getting prepared, ready for that. If you do it properly, you've got so many moments when you question yourself throughout that period and you understand a lot more about yourself. So when you come under the, the lights, that's that's the easy time. That's awesome. Sorry, Benny. As you were, oh, mate. Good. Two left. Uh, Ron, to you, he asked, who was the best player to ever don a Warriors jersey, in your opinion? You've gone there, though. You've mentioned Stacey and Simon. So maybe we'll ask, who was the most underrated of your teammates? Oh, I love that. Well, yeah. Good pivot, Benny. Well, good yeah. pivot. You know, if you watch the Stacey show, he said, I said to him, who was, like, Stacey was the person that if I took the field or I looked across the room, um, I feel better about my chances with mm. him there. 
okay? Yeah. Um, for him, it was his good friend Owen Goodenbill. Mm. And when I look back on what he did, and I, and I do believe he was underrated, um, I would have said someone like Jerry Searcy was underrated, underrated but underrated. since then, you know, he's not. He's, well, he is now. He's lost 20 kilos. <laughs> no, uh, but, like, Jerry is, man, everyone's been talking about him. If you listen to my show, yeah. um, everyone, uh, Daniel Anderson, um, Stacey Jones, picked him as his prop. Uh, that is mm. the number one prop if you could pick only one prop. Yeah. All the opposition are picking Jerry Searcy as that. So Jerry is, is a great guy. But for me, it's Owen. Like, Owen was uh, on the course of becoming like a Sonny Bull, even though he's before Sonny Bull, in terms yeah. of what he could do. He was signed up by Manly uh, as a 17-year-old, uh, Bob Fulton. He was there. He was really special. He had all the tricks in the book. But after injury after injury, he just he just found mm. it really hard. But he kept reinventing himself. He was a hybrid background kind of before they yeah. were almost there. Absolutely, um, bro. You know, Absolutely. Um, who, I'm thinking of the Roosters boys at uh, Fitzgibbon. Who was the – the Mr. Linesby, Craig Fitzgibbon. Craig Fitzgibbon. Sort, of, sort of, they they were similar in the sense of like they they had these massive engines. They were big athletic boys. Obviously, Owen's mm. hands were the size of this yeah. <laughs> sofa, but like they could do it all at yeah. a time when backrows kind of weren't doing it all. Eh, Absolutely, man. Yeah. Like he could play in the centres. He had the skill set. He had the offloading mm. ability. Um, he had some really good feet, mate. Before yeah. he had both his knees and ankles done. Um, and if there was a boil over, he could feed the opposition. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's a handy man to have on, <laughs> yeah. on, on side when yeah. uh, Maguire and I had a go and then he came and chief shot. Owen fixed him up as well. Yeah. But he's just one guy you could trust, mate. Yeah. You, you know he would never let you down, mate. You know, So I think he, for some people, would, would, would say he's underrated because of, of the what he did for this club on mm-hmm. and off the field. You know, Because some people don't realise that it's not just what you do on the field on the weekend, it's what uh, it's what you do off it um, yeah, awesome. during the week, you mm-hmm. know. So, yeah, man. You mentioned Jerry. I actually asked Kevin Campion who were – his least favourite opposition player was yeah, to take on, and he said, Jerry, because he said he'd be laughing as soon as he got the ball ready to run into you. <laughs> Mate, laughing, nutter. grunting, yeah. making all these sort of noises. And I was talking to Pricey the other day, and he was taking Jerry's one of the hardest guys because he'd have knees, hips, elbows. He would just be one of those awkward guys to tackle. Mm. But he's like a caveman. He really was on the field. He would just grunt and groan and very physical. Yeah. Um, speaking of um, speaking of smiling, this is just a bit of a – this came to me before. On the weekend, the great Viliami Vailea crossed for a try. Shout out, Villy. Villy, we were standing in that far corner, bro. So Shawnee gets off the scrum and obviously does his thing. Villy broke that first tackle. So he still had a lot of work yeah. to do. Mm. Massive smirk. Ear to ear. <laughs> 10 meters out from the line. He's just smirking like this. Uh, he knew palm, it was going viral. Palm, yeah. That's why. Hey, highlight like, reel. What, can you tell us a little bit about Villy? Because, um, you know, uh, he you had him on your podcast last yeah, yeah. year, eh, Villy? Humble dude. Really humble, humble dude. Mm. Um, for, for fans who might not know a lot about Villy, um, talk to us about him as a person, Mons, because he just seems like he absolutely loves it uh, at the moment. I think he was smiling because he has that sort of that, that insane look in his mind, like he's seeing um, Hayes Perrin come across and he's just going to absolutely he knows beat what he's him gonna and do, embarrass yeah. him and uh, don't waste your time, hey, uh, yeah. Hayes Perrin. He played great as <laughs> well. Did, yeah, yeah. Uh, look, Vili's a talent. He's always been a talent. From the moment I saw him play, I was like, this kid's got X Factor. you yeah. know. Um, but unfortunately, for whatever reason, we didn't see a lot of him, probably because of his own um, undoing. Mm-hmm. Because um, you've got to be a little bit more than just an attacking weapon, but we've seen that with them. I, I, I made a beeline for him after the game. He said, and I spoke to him. I said, uh, "Bela, you were you were absolutely brilliant out there today. Mm. Uh, defensively sound, um, effort on effort. And we know when we're talking rugby league, um, it's not just about that that try. It's what do you do next? Mm. And once you do something next, uh, don't admire that. It's how." else can you be involved and that's what Pillar's doing right now he's finding what he can do next and those moments when he doesn't even have the ball he's getting into position where he should be so he could get the ball mm. or he could he could help his opposition uh, I mean help his his teammates as well in certain situations but yeah. in terms of 
being an absolute uh, specimen and, and how he can hit, how he can run, he, he's got that. Like they're, they're freaky centres of today, and, and yeah, I think Valiami is is right up there, man. He's um yeah he's he's obviously he's also struggled with just his, his communication in general, but even that has gone from from when I arrived here. You know, I kind of missed the first half of preseason mm. to today. Like you could hear him from the sideline. He's still so new to the game as well, yeah. right? Yeah. Like he grew up playing rugby yeah. union for most yeah. of his life, right. and it's only like his third year of league or something. Yeah. So just to be thrown into the NRL and still learning. Just on that, Jax, like mm. it's the whole, yeah, he could always talk, but I mean, you know, he's, he's Tongan, that's his mm. first language, uh, so there's some barriers there, but it's the confidence to talk mm. yeah, and the safe place that you have within an environment that feels like you can say what you need to say. Yeah, he's and getting then, comfortable in and that. And then right? also um, that safe place amongst the boys too is where you can have honest feedback, which mm. is which, what, one of the themes. And if I say something to you, it's not personal. It's because I want you to be better or I feel like I need to voice this situation, this call. So, And I've seen that as well in the short time I've been here is the blokes like him and Ed Corsi who are talking, who are understanding, yeah, uh, understanding that you need to be able to talk because if you don't talk in this game, if you can't communicate, you're not going to be a player that you want to be played alongside. That's for sure, man. Cost was special as well yesterday. Oh, oh so good. Unreal, man. Yeah. Anyone more, Benny? Yeah, last one? one, and it's just your favourite Mount Smart moment. You obviously played a lot of games out at the Fortress, but do you have a moment that, that stands out to you? Um, yeah. Look, there, there's, there's, there's been a lot. Uh, there's been a lot of moments. Uh, you you mentioning Owen before. I remember that moment when we were out there with that big uh, rumble and <laughs> – in centre field with the Broncos. That was my 11th birthday. I was sitting top 11th, of the West 11th? Oh, my <laughs> gosh. I standing bro. up doing the shadow boxing the West, too. I was sitting oh at the top God. of the West stand <laughs> going, you know what, I don't even care about the result now. These boys, yeah, this is it. This is it, yeah. Yeah, yeah but I mean – uh, yeah, I mean that was that, that was a great game, I, I, but also beating them for the first time mm. Um, mm. was was a, an awesome game too. Two thousand and one, because uh, you know we were obviously always coming off second best to the Broncos uh, after that first time when they're here, they probably should have won that game. Yeah, uh, the opening inaugural match. Um, used to love playing the Broncos, man. Uh, I think it was something Daniel Anderson used to put towards us because all those guys growing up watching them, they were the absolute best. They were mm. the pinnacle. Yeah. You know, the the, the web keys, the taluses, the seven receivers. Um, Big Wendell. To carry Wendell. Wendell was <laughs> an absolute freak. We almost had a go out here, actually, one time. <laughs> we had a go out here, and um, this was the same game. Oh, when yeah. He was captain, uh, and then we're in this sort of situation. There was meant to be a blur. It didn't happen. It didn't occur for whatever reason. Then I got into the Stephen Reardon fight, and down there against the Bulldogs. Yeah. Then I saw him for the Kiwi test, Australian test. He goes, oh, lucky we didn't have that fight, Mons. <laughs> I said, nah, big man, you would have gone all right. But, um, He's yeah. killing it at the moment, big Dell as well. Oh, He's a powerful thing. specimen, yeah, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Like even just doing his, his weightlifting, everything else. But I went on Treasure Island with him, and he was, was getting sick of him and his speedos. Celebrated Treasure <laughs> yeah. Island a few years ago, red speedos the whole time. Yeah. He's been every day saying, I want to go home, I want to go home. But every time there was a, a challenge where he had to stay on or leave Get the island, yeah. Just, yeah, he, he, just, he just – he just barred up, mate. Yeah. Good. Yeah. <laughs> He's the best, Wingdale. Good All right, Mons, before we get you out of here, bro, I just kind of want to sign off and talk about this current group. Um, the Warriors have had an amazing start to the season. We are four games in only, though. What is your hope for this team this year, bro? And um, what kind of is, is really standing out to you at the moment from this from this current side? Because I know you're excited. We're all trying to temper our excitement. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a lot of good things that are standing out for me. Resilience is a word that's coming through. But even more than that, like we've mentioned what happened last week and they backed it up this week. Many times uh, there are things thrown up that an old warrior side or any side would just go, you know, it's too hard. Mm. I, I, don't, I want Yeah, to, speak uh, about mm. that moment. You spoke about this morning, the um, the – the Pompey non-strip call followed by the Fox try. Yeah, You absolutely. kind of highlighted that as yeah. a moment where Well, you first go, of all, when you look at the Shawnee one, um, when he challenged them, rightly so, because he said hand on the ball, and, mm. and, and it, was, it was the arm that he grabbed, um, yeah. and which was 
which is wrong. Obviously. Anyway, look, we won. <laughs> but in, in that situation when yeah. uh, Kikau made the strip, yes. I mean, it was very obvious that when he went the stripping motion, his hands came back. He was his intent was to strip the ball yeah, or to grab the ball yeah. off them. And in that situation, so when you know, if you see that in in real time. Uh, the boys go up straight away because it's a try situation. Yeah. So you go, yes, because the game was in the balance. The boys got the try. They're going to go in front. It, it's a huge space to be in. They get on, on this really big high, but the very next play, Ado Carr runs down the sideline uh, yeah. to score a try. So that breaks your back even more, and you go from an extreme high to an absolute low yeah, when the game is hard. Yeah, footy player, mate. How is that like emotionally in those moments when you've you've had something taken away from you and then it swings the other way? Well, don't forget, everyone is so fatigued. Everyone is yeah. tired. That was a really hard game out there yesterday and, and the impact and the pressures on trying to win at home as well. Mm. So in that situation when that happens, you get up high and you just want to have that moment, one, to go, yes, we're good, but also to have that sigh of relief and go, now I can breathe. Yeah. Now I can breathe because we've just got ahead. We need mm. that situation. But to have that go down to a low straight away, they score, they run 80 metres down there. That's the bullet hole. And that, is mm. just, mm. that just knocks you mentally. That makes it really hard. So I've seen Warriors teams, I've seen uh, players struggle with that mentally over the years and they just can't get back up for it or get back into the game. Um, but I really watched, loved what I watched uh, in terms of them just what's next. Okay. Carry on. Yeah. Like Weeby was talking about it as well. He goes, I hope you guys aren't losing any sleep over the Matt Burden torpedo. Yeah. And he goes, I want you to have some fun. I want you to get up there and see if you can catch it. Yeah. Smile. Mm. And if you can't catch it, everyone just gets back and, and don't don't lose any sleep about it. And I was like, that's right. Uh, why worry about it? Cost you know? gobbled him up anyway. Yeah, yeah. he <laughs> gobbled up. But, <laughs> but the fact is that yeah, they, they, never got, yeah. they never got the, the spiral kick up because of the kick pressure kick and everything pressure, else you yeah. need to do. But it's just, it's just the messaging in around Webby and what he says and what's more important because – you know, like if you go out there in the game thinking, oh, I can't make a mistake, mm-hmm. how good are you going to play? Because yeah. the shackles are on straight away. Your mentality mm-hmm. is wrong. Mm-hmm. But if you go out there and, and, and think about, you know, I've got to make better decisions, that means, okay, I don't have to lose this, but I can also hold it back. Yeah. You know, so it's just that terminology that, that just changes the way you feel and that uh, perception from you as an individual, man. So Webby's been on, the boys have been on, and um, – I've, there's a lot that I've seen about the sports resilience this year when they face a bit of adversity and they just go, okay, never mind, what's next? Yeah. And that's what we want to see, man. Oh, that's awesome, bro. Listen, Mount, I really appreciate, bro, speaking of resilience. You, you have obviously, you've mentioned it, you've faced a lot um, in the last couple of weeks and I really appreciate you coming in here, bro, and Thank chopping up with us and um, talking a bit of footy. And Seals, thanks for coming in again. That is one take, guys, with the legend, Monty Beetham. Thanks, Mons. Thanks, bro. Pleasure, man. Good legend. Nice, boys. Good chat, brothers. Oh, yeah,